everybody. Welcome to our um, new podcast. This is our very first one. Um, we are just going to try and bring you some real estate tips, some funny stories, some reality of real estate, um, bust some myths maybe. And we are also looking to name our podcast because currently it is unnamed with the guiles. <laughs> so um, go to our Instagram at uh, Vicky Guile underscore Guile Group or just Guile Group Inc. on Facebook and put your comments there. Let us know what your name ideas are. So that's kind of our goal with this podcast today. And I, we thought we would start with the best and the worst of 2021. So yeah. I'm looking forward thoughts. to this. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, the whole podcast thing, I'm really... I it should be. be. Yeah, I hope be cool. so. I hope we get to actually bring some value and yeah. make people laugh. Exactly. Because God knows their stories to uh, laugh at. There are, and uh, we definitely... Laughing is fun, and it's, it's great. You know, we could use some laughter right now, that's for sure. So, Amen. Um, gosh, the best and worst of 2021. I think from a real estate perspective, probably the best thing of 2021 was interest rates. I mean, they were they were crazy low. They were low. And it gave buying power to the buyers yeah. in a super crazy tough market for yeah. a buyer. Great market for a seller. But even for a seller, it's stressful to have it sounds great, but it's stressful to have 10, 15, 20 yeah. offers. And that's not an exaggeration yeah. at all, as we well know. Yeah. But the interest rates for the buyers gave them lots oh. of lot more buying power. Yeah, it really helped out because it was, a, and on the flip side of it, it was a crazy year for prices, uh, you know, all over the U.S., but especially here in the Portland metro area. You know, mm -hmm. prices were up in the first half of the year, up 15, 18%. Uh, but, you know, interest rates help at least keep that payment. Yeah. in check so you know that was a good thing that 15 to 18 percent number gives my heart palpitations <laughs> because you and i have talked so many times about what it's a good market but i've been doing this for 16 years you've yeah, been doing this it. for almost seven, seven. Yeah. and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around where the prices are going it's just yeah. it, i know it's you, just you look crazy. at some prices now it's like wow really for that and, and but it is and it is what it is and that's what you know it, and I, I was actually, I was looking this morning. I'm kind of starting to get used to it. You make that sound a little like, ooh, really for that? Well, it's just, yeah, but some of it, gosh, you Square look. footage is what gets Yes, it, it is. I mean, the you look at that, footage. you know, but it, I think we're all starting to adjust uh, even to that, you know, because it's like, you know, um, you know, a 1,200 square foot house used to be in the in the twos or threes, you know, and now it's in the fours, and it's yeah. like, wow. It's crazy. But, but yeah, I think it's just... It's just the new reality. It's With the median time. house price going, bouncing around somewhere between currently in the Portland metro area, 540 to 570. Like it kind yeah. of bounces around in that that space. Yeah. So that was your best. Yeah. Yeah, it was my best. Actually, I was thinking, you know, uh, that appreciation is kind of a double-edged sword. Is what I, I yeah. was thinking, when I was thinking about the best I of the I stole worst. your thunder. It did. <laughs> it did. I was going to talk about that. that was, All right, fine. It, because, it, it, you know, it was a good thing on one hand, and it was it was a challenging thing on the other hand. So it was yeah. a little bit of both. It so, was. But I think overall, I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's good, and it's definitely helped people. Um, get <laughs> in, get in, you know, it's helped people take that appreciation of their house and they can, you know, they can move on to the next. And do other things with it. Investments, or do other things with it. Sell. I mean, there's there's lots of options. Yeah. Lots of options. But yeah. um, it's funny because your best yeah. is, I'm sure you have more than one yeah. really good story, yeah. but your best is numbers. Yeah, of course. Well, that's me. <laughs> Mine is the You're feel good. You're going to be people. Of course, yeah, my, exactly. Mine is the feel good. Mine is yeah. the the. Some of them first-time home buyers, but others that we so one first-time home buyer story 
comes to mind for me. But then also someone who went through a hardship, uh, sold their home, had to wait a while, yeah. and then we got them into a home, and it just it was such a celebration oh, and yeah. so oh, much yeah. fun. I know you're talking about that was to awesome. be able to do that. It was awesome. It's just those are the stories that, and we both I tease yeah. you about numbers, but the those are those stories that really matter to who yeah. we are. And what we do. Yeah, they do. Yep, yeah, and, and I agree. You know, I work with a lot of buyers, and the first time home buyers to me are some of the most rewarding. That's for sure. For sure. I had um, Brandon at the office. You know, so we like, like our repeat people. Oh, too. of course, of course. <laughs> Don't get us wrong. No, no. But those and, little and, and babies, got, yeah. not, and not even in age or years. That's not what we mean. But those little, those little newbies that we get to to show and give all the information that we can for them to make those decisions are really yeah. the ones that are so close to our hearts. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, I will throw some numbers out there, of course, to, to balance out your uh, <laughs> to balance out your uh, next time, your, time your, that, your, please. Your touchy feely. I really um, do have coffee in here. You, really and you might wear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lord, oh, that's funny. So, so here are the numbers to balance out that touchy feely. When you look at our our um, our clients from last year, over half our sales, about half our sales were repeat clients. Yeah. And when you take that and look at what we call sphere, you know, our sphere, yep. um, fairness, family, all that stuff, yep. over three quarters of our, our, our um, sales were to either past clients or sphere. It's the people yeah. we know. And I, that says a lot. Uh, says, yes. I agree. Our business yeah. is definitely relationship-based. When I started this 16 years ago, that was my goal was to make sure that I could provide service to my clients and I wanted them. I build the relationship. It's one of the reasons why we don't do both sides of a transaction. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've found ways to work around that in business, but we don't do both sides of a transaction because we want to be able to build that relationship and make sure that our clients will come back to us and they'll refer their friends and their family and, you know, sell again and buy again with yeah. us whether it's investment or their own home and they're moving. It, it was just always super important to me mm-hmm. and, and that was the basis on which yeah, I well, founded say my you, business. Yeah, we want clients for life. We Absolutely. Help, we want to help them. Yeah. We want to help Absolutely. their friends, their family, help Absolutely. them buy their first home, help them you know, move up. Yeah. With that. that said to me, the worst part of 2021 is just the struggle. The struggle in general yeah. in the world. <laughs> COVID, yeah. that's not been fun for anyone. Um, but the struggle to just, it just, if on our side, some reality of the real estate is not only is it hard for buyers, it's hard for us. Yeah. It is just hard in general to make sure that we are getting all the information we can from a seller when we're representing the buyer and educating the buyer on being able to put their, their best foot forward. When it comes to the seller, for me, making sure that we're still marketing the same way we've always marketed, yeah. which is doing all of it, which means making sure you're from front to back, your house looks great, whether that's staging a vacant house or whether that's having our stager come in and consult and move things around. I mean, in a world where we are getting that many offers, the reality is still that the house still look, has to look good because they yeah. will pass it by. Yeah. They will. In December, we know that those numbers were upside uh, down they were crazy. and crazy. crazy. Um, but it just feels like I, on the seller side, trying to make sure that my sellers still understand it's important to do all of it, to Mm -hmm. still make your house look good, to still make sure it's in decent shape and you've done the repairs that you're willing to do ahead of time so that we have that smooth transaction. 
it still matters in no, no matter what market you're in, oh, yeah. in my opinion, that matters. Oh, yeah. So that part is hard for me, making sure that the sellers, you know, understand we're still doing all of the things to market. We're not just throwing it on our MLS, which everybody thinks you can do. You could, but really yeah. top dollar is going to get you when you put your effort in. Oh, you can feel it. I mean, I work with, you know, I mean, I, I do do a lot of our buyers. So yeah. it's just, you go in houses and some just really show. And yeah. some just, you know, they, yep. they don't present well. Yep. And it makes a difference. Yeah. So that, that for me is probably the worst of 2021, which yeah. is just, it just, lots of business, which is awesome. And we're so appreciative of that. But the struggle for everybody. Oh, uh, it was. It everybody. Was, it was a Us, challenge. Our buyers, our sellers, the world. Yeah. It was just you know, it was a challenge. And, you know, and the year started out with low inventory. Um, <laughs> still yeah. is. It still, it still is. Well, well, yeah, you know, it actually felt, it started to feel a little better, probably about, August, September, some little bit more stuff was coming on the market, and um, but then right away, you know, and, and we got to a little over a month's worth of inventory, which is still crazy low. Yeah. But then, you know, October, November, we're back down where we were before, you know, and we closed out November at 0.8 months worth of inventory. Yeah. I haven't seen December's numbers yet, but they're going to be lower. I know they are because this team what came on the market in December. So that's... You hit my challenge too for the year. That was that was my low point of the year for 2021. It was just the challenge. The inventory cr- created a challenge yeah. for both buyers and sellers, and especially, um, you know, being a buyer's agent, it created challenges for buyers agents yeah. because you're showing a lot of property, you're writing a lot of offers, yeah. you've got clients that are starting to get on the edge, you get a little bit burned out. You know, then it's our job to, you know, to to be there for them and just help them keep them. You know, remind them it'll work, it'll happen. You yeah, know, and yeah. you know, it, it, both of us have done it. We've written offers, and you know, we're one of ten, one of fifteen. You know, and sometimes we get them, and sometimes we don't. But ultimately, we got those clients in houses too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it does happen. And twenty twenty two is is going to continue to be a little bit more of a challenge, but we're ready. Yeah. And and uh, I think our clients are too. I think yeah. we've we've done that. Um, did you have a feel good story? I do have a feel good story. <laughs> We did talk about that before. Pretty much we didn't talk before, but we did talk about your I do have a feel-good story. Um, you know, obviously, I love working with all the clients, but there's one that just it, it stands out. It was so fun. Um, sold the Norval, his first home since 1967. He, has, he lived in the same home up until about a year, year and a half ago when he went into a, um, oh gosh, what do you want to call it? Went into assisted living with his wife. His, his wife ended up passing, which you know was difficult for him. But you know, he got his first home since 1967. He wanted to get back out of assisted living, be on his own. He's got a garden. He's and got you all never this stuff. hear that kind of. Oh, story. I know. It's great. Uh, really, I've, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. He was kind so of happy story. about it because they had a great garden space and all this stuff, raised beds. Super That's awesome. happy. It was super yeah. awesome. It's one of those. Let's see. It felt see, like you I was, do have a heart. You're well, not I do. I felt like I sold to my grandpa. It was actually it was awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. It's like my grandpa Frank. There he is again. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably it for our best and worst. I think so. Yeah. I think that was probably a. We'll we'll, we'll see these later, but I think it's a pretty decent first (laughs) podcast too. Who knows? (laughs) Well, here's the 2022. What best and worst for next year? Absolutely. 